Okay, I'm just checking how much battery I have. I think should be okay for 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's look at Genesis chapter 11. And this is verse 1. Uh, in my Bible, it has the heading, uh, the Tower of Babel. Yeah, so I think 10 minutes. Let's just look at the first nine verses. Um, now, the whole world had one language and a common speech. As men moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. So it's describing a bunch of people who are moving eastward. And all these people had the same language, the same speech. And what they did was they built this Tower of Babel. Verse 3, they said to each other, come, let's, build, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. So they used brick instead of stone and bitumen for mortar. Then they said, come, it seems to be their mission statement, come, hey, everybody come and do this. Come, let's build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the whole earth. So quite interesting, they're building a tower and actually from where I'm sitting, I can actually see Gale Tower across me. Uh, but yeah, they're building this city that has this tower that will make them famous, I guess, make a name for ourselves, but also so that they will not be scattered over the face of the earth. What's this about? They want to come together, but they don't want to be apart. They want to come together and they don't want to be scattered. And the word scattered sounds like something very, very bad. It sounds as if uh, they've been judged. It sounds like something very, very horrible. So they don't want that to happen. Instead, what they want to do is to be able to come together. They want to build this community together. I think that's what they're trying to do. Through the city, through this coming together, they want to build this community. And uh, if we just pause there, you know, they have all that elements of community. You know, they're speaking the same language. That really, really helps. Um, they have um, this building project. And what they do with this building is instead of using um, stone, stones, you pick up stones, you have different sizes, stones, you try to fit them together like a jigsaw puzzle. They say, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. So very good quality bricks that are all very uniform. And this way they can build a very stable, very tall tower that reaches to the heavens. I think the implication is reaching up to God. So um, already you see some worrying signs here. You know, they want to make a name for themselves, sounds a bit proud. And they want to reach up to God. You know, they don't want to be spread out but they want to almost reach a kind of leveling up to Godhood. Uh, what is God's response? Verse five, but the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the men were building. The Lord said, if as one people speaking the same language they begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. So God on the one hand is a bit worried. He says, oh, if they do this, well, wow, what will they do next? Sorry, you can see my battery is 20% left. I hope this lasts the recording. But yeah, if they've begun to do this, what other things could they do that would be more destructive, more worrying? And this is God saying this. God is a bit concerned about the progress of this people. But at the same time, 
God is, I guess, not very impressed with what they're doing because they're building this huge tower that has this technological advancement of using bricks, but God has to come down to have a look at it. Verse 5, the Lord came down to have a look at this impressive thing they made. They made. But as a result, God pours out a kind of, well, judgment on this people. Verse 7, uh, come, let us go down and confuse their language so that they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth, and they stopped building the city. That is why it's called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there, the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. So twice it mentions the Lord scattered them. The Lord scattered them. The thing that they were afraid that God would do, God did in the end. God spread them out and scattered them. But the way that he scattered them is really interesting. He didn't go destroy the whole tower. He confused their language. You know, um, that's why it's called Babel. In my footnotes, uh, Babel is Hebrew for confused. And I guess Babel is like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. so <laughs> they don't understand each other. They used to have one language, now they're speaking a different language, they can't understand one another. And as a result, instead of coming together, now they're spread apart. And yeah. That's the story of the Tower of Babel, God uh, striking them with confusion and them stopping this building project and being scattered over the earth. Uh, what do we see here? Uh, <laughs> um, I think what we see here is a kind of unity that's bad. It's kind of community that is bad. It's trying to say that actually maybe not all unity is good and maybe not all community is good. And that's very, very surprising, isn't it? that even God would put a stop to a kind of community, a kind of growth that might be godless or perhaps even destructive. And I think what we see in this kind of particular unity is a kind of uniformity. Very, very same, same, the kind of way in which they grow. So again, uh, in the beginning, again, they all had one language and one speech. So they all said the same language but the phrase one speech also means they had the same words. You know, they talked about the same things. You know, and sometimes, you know, when you want to find friends, you know, what do you do? You find friends who watch the same, like, Netflix show, or they have the same kind of interest in, I don't know, stocks. And they're always talking stocks. So the kind of thing that happened with Babel was they not only spoke the same language, they spoke the same things. They had the same vocabulary, in other words. And also, when they, again, made the bricks, there's a kind of uniformity to the kind of methodology that they had in building this community. Everyone fit in the same way. Bricks, again, very, very standard configuration, same size, everyone's the same, as opposed to, say, stones. Big ones, small ones, singing ones, straight ones, all have to fit together, but no, just have bricks and just stick them together with this glue called mortar. And I think God looks at this kind of growth this kind of unity as a kind of thing that is maybe proud, that is maybe isn't the kind of blessing that he wants for the world. And the scattering, by the way, that they were worried about is actually the context of Genesis chapter 10. So the previous chapter we looked at in Genesis chapter 10, we see that after Noah, all the descendants of Noah were spread out across the world and as all his descendants were spread out, they started having different languages, different cultures, different peoples, 
they even had different cities. And this kind of different, 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 different was actually a, a, a reflection of God's blessing upon the people. The difference was actually a good thing. God wanted people to fill the earth, but also to be growing and diversifying and progressing in ways that were different from one another. But these guys, no. They wanted to stop to that. They wanted to do their own thing. They wanted just one thing in common with one another. And so what we see here is a kind of unity that is just very, very uniform, a little bit boring, but also very, very proud. It means that actually one of the easiest ways to bring people together is just to do one thing, the same thing again and again. And that may or may not be the way in which God wants people to come together, especially as his people. Okay, so that begs the question, how then <laughs> is church unity, Christian unity, God's people's unity different from, say, Babel unity? And for this, I'm going to turn to, wow, okay, immediately, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 3, it says, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. So um, I'm looking at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3 talking about how important unity is in the church you know make every every effort means actually you know it just doesn't happen naturally you actually do have to plan for this it does take love and patience and maybe even planning to keep this unity within the church but at the same time it is a unity of the spirit through the bond of peace and the emphasis here is a kind of unity that we didn't generate ourselves. This is a unity by the Spirit. This is a unity that comes through peace and is peace with God. Meaning God has first created this unity between us and Him through the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then it overflows into a kind of unity or a kind of bond of peace between one another. And this call to make every effort. Let's put your elbows into it. I mean, actually, you know, put a you know, plan for it. It's to make every effort to keep a unity that God has already given us. Which means, actually, if you're a Christian, if you're a church, you know, if you're in Christ, you don't have to create this. This is something that God has already given us by His grace as part of the salvation He's given us in Christ. And all we are meant to do is to cultivate it, to make sure that it grows, to make sure it's something that's reflected in our daily lives. And I guess one way to make this grow that is different from, say, the Babel unity is to encourage like a kind of diversity, encourage differences, encourage people to grow in ways that maybe um, doesn't always look the same, but reflects the kind of difference and again, kind of diversity that we see in God's grace and God's love towards us as his people. Uh, sometimes you see people coming into a big church and you hear this a lot, you know, they, they come to a big church and they say things to me like, um, I don't fit in. <laughs> I feel it as if, you know, everyone is their own thing. They're in a big group and I feel I'm left up because I don't quite fit into that group. And I wonder if, you know, you do, you know, precisely because you don't quite fit into that group. Your addition as someone who's different, someone who is not quite the same as everyone else, is very, very much needed to reflect again this richness and this grace and this kind of unity that can come only through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, so yeah, so yeah, so that's just a quick look at Genesis chapter 11 at the kind of unity that can
can be achieved that maybe isn't a good thing, but a kind of unity that we receive by the grace of God alone. Yeah, good. I better stop now. My battery's going to die already. All right, thanks for joining me. Take care. Bye.